Women are speaking out against biological men performing and competing in women's sports. A University of Cincinnati student got a zero for using the term biological women. And what's going on with Bud Light? All coming up on this episode of Culture Shock. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Lindsay. If this is the first time you're hearing me or seeing me, um, let's just jump right into it. We've got a lot to cover today. And my absolute favorite topic to talk about is obviously about beer. No, I'm just kidding. Crazy liberals and they're pushing this pride agenda because it's been weeks now. You know, it's it's been several weeks and uh, Bud Light is still seeing declines in their sales. Um, almost 24% decrease. This is from the end of May. These, these you know, these, these data points come out like a couple weeks afterwards. Almost 24% decrease in sales compared to a year ago for Bud Light. Um, and Anheuser-Busch owned brand sales have fallen almost 25% in the past four weeks. So we're not really seeing major, like, major jumps back up, which I'm, I'm not too mad about. This is one of the first movements in a while where we're seeing results. Like, these numbers aren't lying. People are pissed off. And what's funny about it is that, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's showing that people are still standing up for what they believe in. It's starting to show people, oh, there's a lot more conservative voices and thoughts and opinions out there than we let on. Um, and it's it's hitting people where it counts. It's hitting companies and these corporations where it counts. Bud Light is not the only one that's getting hit with, with this backlash. Um, other retailers like Target and Kohl's are under fire as well for similar complaints regarding like pride merchandise. And... I'm seeing a lot of dumb people on the internet who are arguing, saying, like, you're trying to absolutely silence us. And while I think that some people would argue, yes, I'm going to offer, like, what I think is a very, like, logical explanation. We don't care what you do as adults. I think I can speak on a lot of on behalf of a lot of people that we don't really care what you do as adults. We don't want all of this to be pushed on our children. That is the issue. Do not come out with pride onesies. A nine-month-old does not know that they're gay when they're a baby. That is, that's insane. That, that, I don't, I don't care what, like, the studies say, like, oh, well, children can, children can uh, know as early as, like, three years old that, that they're trans or, oh, there's, like, studies in the brain. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I literally don't give a shit. Stop making, like, gay pride i'm a trans baby merchandise for like kids they don't understand that stop pushing it on them if they can't understand what you're doing they are they're gullible they are easily easily impressionable like i don't care what you do as an adult wear your rainbow shit i don't care don't put your children in these situations when they have no idea what what you're talking about you're putting thoughts in their mind that they don't even necessarily need or want or like you're 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 a crazy parent sorry you're you're a lunatic you're already putting dealing with these children you know consuming this content in schools in books in movies there's like gender like non-binary like animals and creatures and stuff like in shows like just just let the kids watch tv let the kids read like books like like elementary school books, you know, let the kids be kids, let them color, like let them just be children 
and let the adults and, you know, people who are older worry about all that shit. Don't push this on children. And don't put it in stores thinking that you're going to get a pass from parents because, oh, well, it's a store. Stores sell a lot of things, you know? No, I, I don't want you selling Satan-linked pride t-shirts for children. That's wrong. And you're wrong, period. You're just wrong. I'm so excited to share this story. Um, a former teammate of Leah Thomas is speaking out. But what's really interesting about this is that this former teammate was actually interviewed anonymously in uh, Daily Wire's What is a Woman uh, documentary that Matt Walsh did, I believe this time last year. I believe it's hit about a one-year anniversary mark of its release. Um, and she was interviewed in there, but she actually was kind of like um, edited. She was like filmed in darkness, so you couldn't see her. Her voice was altered in fear of, you know, of, of backlash. She didn't want her her school and her teammates to know who was kind of talking about this situation. Um, and she just came out and, and did a full interview with Matt Walsh, now, you know, public, saying everything that she didn't say before, a little bit of what she said before, and more. Um, this interview is about 30 minutes long, and I watched it a few times because there were so many interesting parts in it. I'm going to jump into a few of them, but basically to backtrack a bit, Leah Thomas, uh, that name should ring a bell to you. Uh, Leah Thomas is a biological male who is now a transgender woman um, who was a swimmer at uh, UPenn in Pennsylvania. And you've probably seen many stories of this case, of this like, you know, this case and the situation of Leah Thomas absolutely wiping the floor with biological female athletes in, you know, in college meets. Um and Riley Gaines has been very outspoken about this. Uh, Riley Gaines competed against Leah Thomas in the past. Um, and Riley Gaines has been speaking out about injustices in women's sports for a bit now. Um, but here's what here's some of the most interesting things that I pulled from this, you know, on the record interview with this teammate whose name is Paula Scanlon. Um, what's really interesting right off the bat is we learned that Leah Thomas, who uh, Paula refers to as Will, the, like, you know, pre-transition. Will was in nearly every meeting regarding the matter of joining the women's team at UPenn. And the women were given no time to ask questions about this decision without Will there. Like, I can't even imagine how uncomfortable that must be to, like, first of all, to already feel uncomfortable that a man is going to be joining the women's team, you know, competing for spot compete competing with you for like spots on the team and also to have to be in a locker room with a male like we'll just get that out of the way first that in itself is just inherently wrong i think that's pretty safe to say but now imagine not being able to like voice your questions about like hey am i going to be safe in this locker room or like hey i don't feel uncomfortable like i feel uncomfortable with this happening or you know are my chances of competing in these meets going to be like lessened by you know a male who is now joining my team from the the men's team to the women's team. Just thought that was really interesting that, you know, the coaches and the NCAA, like, staff didn't really give any answers to these students, Paula being one in particular, about this situation. That's kind of, like, that's that's aggressively screwed up, in my, in my opinion. Like, I... Would have rather, like, I mean, this situation sucks altogether, but I would have much rather been told, 
the situation in a room full of just, you know, women who I could feel comfortable around and like ask questions to and like, you know, raise any like red flags that I have, which in this case, there would be, you know, there would be a lot. Um, a, a quote that um, came from this video that I just found really, really like powerful and kind of stuck with me was uh, Paula said, after that meeting, they really scared us. It was scary and I was petrified. I went home that night and I called my brother and said, can I even talk about this with you? Is there something wrong with me for thinking that this is wrong? Like, and this, and that's just wild because they started making her, and I, I guarantee many other swimmers on this team believe that if they had one ounce of like concern for this and like over this situation, they were, they were wrong and they like, they needed to be like silenced that that's that's insane that that they started questioning their like own reality i literally think that the that upenn and ncaa was completely gaslighting these women into thinking that what how they were feeling was wrong and like that they were inconsiderate and they were like the bigots of the group that's insane and one of the really interesting stories was paula said that um she would talk in private with a lot of these other with these female teammates about like you know how weird the situation was and how uncomfortable and unfair was and you know all of these things and one of her teammates went in to talk to the coach about this and you know address concerns and you know this teammate went in saying like yeah I'm going to talk about how wrong this is and like get some answers for us and then Paula said the teammate then left and came back like a completely different person saying oh this is a blessing that Leah is going to be swimming with us and made this, you know, this change from the men's to the women's team and how exciting this opportunity was for the team as a whole. And it, like, freaked Paula out, rightfully so. Like, imagine, like, watching one of your good friends and teammates get completely, like, gaslit by a coach over an issue that is not just okay to, like, brush under the rug and just to, like, you know, blow off. That That's insane to me. Like, someone was clearly doing a lot of manipulation behind closed doors because, you know, you know, because because why? Like, if word got out that there was controversy with UPenn, like, would that look bad for them? Like, are they going to be, you know, labeled and, like, and, and you know, branded as a bigoted and, like, transphobic school? Like, that's that's terrifying. I wouldn't know how to react if one of my teammates went in, you know, kind of one way with one opinion and left saying, like, Paula, you know, in my case, you know, Lindsay stop bringing this up this is a good thing this is a blessing that's that's scary and then there's this whole student newspaper scandal like the student published student ran newspaper at upenn um asked for like a dissenting opinion article about the situation and paula volunteered and said that she would do it and that she would write it and she would even they said we can even publish it anonymously they apparently gave her so many edits on like you know on language and on phrasing and on certain terms that the article wasn't even like hers anymore she was like i didn't even recognize the writing behind it because they had so many edits to make sure it was like you know politically correct and nobody was going to be offended by by the article and when she reached out to the editor she like couldn't get an answer back like she couldn't even get a phone call back on the situation the article was eventually taken down from like the newspaper like website when like after so much backlash saying like it made people uncomfortable and what's really interesting is that the article like paula said didn't even really attack leah the article was about like the biology and the science of the situation 
because if you watch this video, and I really hope you guys do, Paula Scanlon is not like outwardly like political in like this interview. And she wasn't even outwardly political in the What is Woman documentary when she was, you know, when she was anonymous. She's very just like by the books talking about like the scientific like legitimacy of like the problem and like how men should not compete with women. That's unfair. That's an injustice. That's just incorrect. Like she went out of her way to say that the goal of the interview wasn't even to like attack Leah. It was just to like bring change about like to the system and the rules of the NCAA and to be another voice like Riley Gaines speaking up for children and women across the world. And and we're seeing this in so many situations like across universities in, in America. A University of Cincinnati student um, is alleging that her professor failed her for using the term biological women in like a project proposal. Um, this 20-year-old, her name is Olivia, um, said the, the professor for her women, women's gender studies in pop culture class, which just absolutely sounds like you would just would want to jump off your nearest building. Um, apparently, this professor failed her for using the exclusionary, that's in quotes, the exclusionary term of biological women, despite the professor also saying that she submitted a solid proposal. Um, this is like the assignment, like the instructions. Um, the course instructed students to pick a topic related to feminism. Um, and the student, Olivia, chose to research the changes that female athletes have experienced throughout history, you know, regarding like um, rights and opportunities in sports. Um, some The New York Post is citing that her project discussed things from the first woman to compete in Olympic Games to people like Riley Gaines who are, you know, making proposed changes um, to these rules for these female athletes. Um, I'm going to read you, like, the reply that the professor sent back just the end of May. The professor said, Olivia, this is a solid proposal. However, the terms biological women are exclusionary and are not allowed in this course as they further reinforce heteronormativity. Please reassess your topic and edit it to focus on women's rights, not just females, and then I'll and I'll regrade. That's that's crazy. And this student obviously didn't identify the professor because she was afraid that she was gonna be harassed and, you know, like graded even more poorly, like in the future. But it's crazy that that, that like they're not even trying to hide anymore. These professors, these activists aren't even trying to hide their bias anymore. Like, I've had some pretty bad experiences going to liberal universities, but I don't think I've ever explicitly had a, you know, like a feedback to a proposal quite, quite like this. And it's funny, too, because this topic was so, like, I've been in classes like these where you have, like, a big range of, you know, of choices of what you want to, what you want to focus on, for, like, your final project, your final thesis, it was so general and broad. If you didn't want any conservative voices to speak up in the class, why would you make it so broad? Like, that's what's funny. Like, you're giving these students the freedom to pick whatever topic they want. And then you're like, just kidding. You're going to pick exactly what I want you to do. But I'm going to pretend like I let you choose it yourself. That's screwed up. That's that's not that's wrong. Oh, what's even more interesting. I didn't notice this before. Olivia, this student said she contacted the university's gender equality office, which told her it would have a different professor review and grade her work. But apparently 
she's not seen her grade change almost two weeks later. And apparently this is not the first time that she's had issues with this professor. You know, what a, what a shame that these professors feel so threatened by these students who, like, dare to speak out. A Glendale school board meeting ended in a brawl outside in Los Angeles between Armenian American families who were just pissed off at the school for doing all of this, like, Pride Month and these Pride events and far-left protesters. I'm going to pop up a video of this, like, actual physical brawl that was going on outside. So, like, concerned parents versus, like, blue-haired, insane liberals who want children to medically castrate themselves at a young age. And this comes after a, a a man in a skirt who claims to be a father of three tells the board that parents who uh, object to their kids being taught, you know, LGBT content have the same ideology as the Proud Boys and they hide their hate behind their children as the Proud Boys hide behind their masks. I'm just, I'm like beside myself reading some of this stuff. A teacher in Glen, in the Glendale School District area spoke at this board meeting as well and went on an absolutely unhinged rant saying that kids as young as three, so like, you know, toddlers who can hardly form like coherent sentences at that age, they can know as young as three years old that they are trans. Save save the little girls who like to run roll around in the mud and play sports and don't want to wear dresses because they don't want to wear a dress at as a, as a kid. And they want to be outside and getting, you know, all dirty and, and rowdy. Save them from these teachers, from these professors, from these school board leaders. Save them from undergoing a medical procedure as a kid because concerned and demented, quite frankly, parents think that because they're rowdy and they're tough and they like things that boys like means that, oh, they want to be a boy. When in fact, they just want to be a tomboy and roughhouse. Okay, so slight pivot here. This is like not super political, but absolutely crazy. Apple announces these these things called the Vision Pro goggles. They just look like some form of like a hellscape vr experience it's like a 3d camera and a spatial computer you put them on like you would put on like virtual reality goggles and it's like straight out of a like a movie to me it's you can apparently like do your entire like work day through these like goggles that you put on you can text through them like you'll see for people who are watching this you're gonna like i'm trying using my hands a lot you can, like, see through the goggles into, like, your normal space, like, your environment. But you're also going to have, like, your tabs, like, open in the, like, in the goggles. It's straight out It's straight out of a movie, like, a high-tech, like, robot future, like, sci-fi type movie. My first thought when I saw these, and I'll pop a picture up if you're watching this, is, is this going to be the new, like, texting while driving, like, scare 
you know like people still text when they drive which is awful but remember when like it first started getting really really big and we were seeing so many like horrible stories about it and how like everyone was all these campaigns are you know putting your phone down and locking your phone are people going to be like working while they're driving now like imagine you're just like driving down like the interstate and you like look to your left and there's like a grown-ass adult with these goggles on their head like driving but like also like in a meeting and like working that's going to be the new texting while driving i think that's my prediction maybe i hope i'm wrong i hope that like you can't i hope there's like some feature where you can't do this while you're driving i hope people would also be smart enough to not do this while they're driving but i'm not going to put it past these people and i'm intrigued so that's my piece of like technology news for the day for you Apple Vision Pro, early 2024. Keep your eyes out. And in case you haven't been able to tell, if I sound like shit, these wildfires are like completely wreaking havoc on the East Coast, unless you've been living under a rock. Or maybe you're not even from the East Coast slash, you know, part of the Midwest. It's getting this like thick haze and like fog outside everywhere. Um, after weeks of reporting about these wildfires in like Alberta and British Columbia, like Nova Scotia area. Quebec is now the latest spot for it. Um, more than 8 million acres have burned down this year across Canada. And a nearly half a million acres are in Quebec alone, which is sending this like thick, like smog, like fog cloud that's really affecting people like up and down like the northeastern area. Um and apparently it's expected to, if you're listening to this on Thursday when this when this podcast drops, it's supposed to last into like next week. Like I don't think this is going away anytime soon. Um, currently we're in D.C. We're in uh, Washington, D.C. We're in like the red zone right now, but I, I've, I've been keeping tabs on it and we're like teetering between the red and like the purple zone and purple is like worse than the red. I mean, if we all sound like we smoke 30 packs a day for the next couple of weeks on top of allergies... We know it's because of the wildfires in Canada that's just sending a thick layer of, like, depression. That's all I got for you this week. Um, big focus and theme on this whole trans bullshit that's running through, you know, our ecosystem now. I'm really curious to see if anybody else comes out from UPenn talking about Leah Thomas. That's kind of my main interest right now, and I will be sure... To keep really good eyes and keep great tabs on this story because what the Daily Wire put out last year for What is a Woman is is great. And I love hearing from Paula now, all like you know, all these months later. I think she's a great speaker. I think that Paula and uh Riley Gaines are doing incredible things for women and for children, you know, young girls who are getting ready to get into the sports world across America. Um, if there's any suggestions of things you want me to talk about or Maybe things I don't know about that you want me to react to. Um, I'm always here to do that. I'm very excited to keep diving into these stories that are popping up. Be sure to check out Town Hall on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Wygo to see more clips from Culture Shock and what I could be talking about in future episodes. Um, but until then, take your pride merch off of your young kids and I will see you next time.